Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 20th, 420, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioa Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma Bluggin and Gettys. But Tim host. I don't care how old I get. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. 420, 69, saying nice, blaze it up, all that <laughs> blaze, stuff. Do you even blaze it, Tim? I don't. I do not blaze. Okay. I, I, I don't take the the gummies. The okay. Edible, the gummies. Okay. Smoking, I can't do. It it fucks me up. That's not fair. My, not my thing at all. But I I just there's something. Are you celebrating the holidays? Who, are you selling yeah. the holiday no. right now? I'm just happy. Did no. you take gum before the, the show? No, no. no. <laughs> are you about to have a weird time? <laughs> We're gonna have a weird fucking time, everybody. But not because of that. Um. But I, I also I'm just I, I feel a presence like being around Cool Greg and Snowbike Mike. I feel like they're getting antsy. You know what I mean? They're I feel like, like they're like they're, they're counting the hours. They're counting down. They're counting the seconds. Uh, but what I what I love also Snow Mike Mike feeling the vibe already. I, I love this. First thing I do, walk, uh, pull into the parking lot. I see Mike. He has a big smile on his face. It's a beautiful day, and I'm like, "What's up, Mike?" And he's like, "Dude, started off the day right. Went across the street to the liquor store." Bought the guys there around a shots. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! What time is it? <laughs> you got here at like nine forty-five. Why are they taking shots at nine forty-five? They have money, baby. <laughs> they have the day ahead of them. They're working an actual job. They're not podcasting. Oh my god! I fucking I, I and also it's a liquor store. It's not a bar. Yeah, <laughs> you don't buy people shots. God bless you, Snowbike Mike. My point is. Mm-hmm. I know that it's the most played out thing ever. I know it's not funny. At this point, it's not even a joke, but it just feels like who I am and who so many people are. I know mm. I'm not unique, but that makes us all a community. It makes <laughs> us all a community. <laughs> nice. Dope doing, pot smoking. I don't do drugs. 69. I don't do 69. I, 69. I don't think we do that either. But yeah, you, you know, never 69? I would never say never. I've, I've done it once. It wasn't my. It wasn't for me. Okay. <laughs> it was not for me. I was like, this is this was overrated. But, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, you know that's what other things are for. Tim, mm-hmm. let's talk about today's news stories, which include PlayStation increasing PC game prices in some countries, a new realistic first-person shooter, and more. Because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can. Correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, fuck. I've already fucked it up. Fucking oh. me, and, me and Mike have the challenge. How high are you, Black? Fuck, me and Mike have the challenge to do the intro without the, the, the script. And the camera change fucked me up because I was expecting the one. Yeah. I didn't get the one until halfway through. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com and you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on. You, why is the camera on Tim? Why is it on Tim? Why is it on me, Barrett? If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later <laughs> on podcast services around the globe. Uh, oh, fuck. Around the no, globe. Like, you don't God need to damn do it. That. That's uh, optional at best. No, it's not optional. That's required. That's required. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. <laughs> fucking Barrett is fucking me up. To be a part of the show, you can head to kindofunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show. And remember, patreon.com slash kindofunnygames will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you Friday. The Dead Walk, and Greg Miller is going to help you end them. That's right, Greg's playing Dead Island 2 on PS5 as part 
of a sponsored stream. And if you have the game and are watching live, Greg might come help you fight the undead. Tune in on Twitch and YouTube Friday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time to watch the shenanigans. Uh, Barrett's second of four video essays this year is out now, and it's all about him looking back at Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and sharing why it connected him on a deep personal level uh watch it to get in the star wars feels or reinvigorate your hype for jedi survivor next week check it out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games i was here when he recorded it and i've been hyping it up saying like it was it was a really good script really good performance i watched this last night and i was like it's broken up into parts i was like i'm gonna watch a part a night i ended up watching the whole damn thing in one go it is extremely high quality content and i i think this is required viewing for anybody that's excited for jedi survivor Oh, yeah. This is such a great kind of like you watch this, you're gonna be you're gonna be itching to survive. <laughs> be itching to survive. <laughs> hell yeah, man! Bear, Bear being his being his Duffy mm-hmm. when he writes these video essays, and so hell yeah, check that out. Go get excited for Jedi Survivor. Go relive the wonderful uh, parts of Jedi Fallen Order, and yeah, maybe I'll check this out too because this looks really cool. And also, shout out to the background. Who did this? Was this you, Bear? Or was this Roger? Who did the background? Uh, I, I found the uh, background and uh, did some editing on it. Hell yeah. Uh, but then also shout out, I forgot to shout uh, Roger out yesterday. Roger uh, did this uh, cool After Effects stuff with us uh, kind of putting this, my script on the back wall and playing in oh, the background that's dope. here. That's super Just dope. Just like the opening crawl. Holy cow. Yeah, go check that out. Uh, and then Tim and Nick are back at it with your favorite advice show love sex and stuff is live tonight at 5 p.m pacific time on twitch and kind of funny's youtube so excited the return of one of the ogs us hanging out answering your life advice questions if you have problems in your life you better be here 5 to 7 p.m you write in we're answering your questions your questions great about love sex and stuff stuff uh, my question mm-hmm. about sex, Tim. Where, where where do you rank sixty nine for yourself? You know, like, you're gonna have to hang out later. Ah, damn. Five to seven. Damn, I really want to know. Bro, really ask that, know. and I will answer there. Fair enough. Uh, and then a new kind of funny X cast is up right now, all about fixing Halo. You can catch that on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny games over on Patreon. There's a new Greg way. That's Greg's daily vlog going up every single day. And then remember, we're trying something new with YouTube super chats on kind of funny games daily. Only on YouTube in the live stream. There's going to be a 30 minute post show where still like Mike comes through to talk to us. KHD hosts about your super chat questions. You can stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with me, Mike and Tim before the next kind of funny stream starts. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. That's a lot of stories, Bless. That's a lot of stories. We got some good stories to talk about. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's start. With story number one, PlayStation has significantly increased Steam game prices in some countries. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Sony Interactive Entertainment has significantly increased its game prices on Steam in some countries. As first spotted by Reset Era user Chairman Chuck. (laughs) Shout out to Chairman Chuck. The prices of Sackboy Big Adventure and Returnal have been increased this week in countries including Argentina, Canada, Chile, China, Colombia, Japan, and South Korea. Uh, VGC has verified these price price, uh, rises uh, using SteamDB and found that other PlayStation titles, including God of War and Spider-Man Remastered, have received similar price increases. 
The price increases vary by country and title. In Canada, the price of all four games has been upped by $10, representing 14.5% to 17% increases based on their starting price. In Sony's home country of Japan, the prices of the games have have, uh, risen by between approximately 29% and 32.5%. Argentina appears to be uh, by far the most heavily affected by the price increases. God of War's price has more than doubled this week from 4,199 pesos to 8,499 pesos. The cost of Spider-Man Remastered has also doubled while the prices of Sackboy and Returnal have risen by 67%. Bless. Tim. I have breaking news for you right here right now what's that playstation upped its prices of pc games mm-hmm. all right they used all that money mm-hmm. to right now acquire firewalk firewalk studios is that really happening that is really happening wait oh firewalk studios firewalk actually studios been acquired, being acquired holy cow what the okay well let's talk about this first that's yeah. a wild story yeah we'll put uh, i'm putting it uh put right it as, yeah story. put it as a breaking news story put it as story 1.5 because we're going to talk about that um but yeah, no, I mean, this is wild, right? We've yeah. seen this happening over the years in terms of prices going up. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, God. <laughs> when did he even get back there? I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> you dumb fucking bastards. <laughs> you dumb fucking PC bastards. Please, 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 please keep buying them. Please keep buying the play. We'll keep giving you the old PlayStation games and you keep buying them. We'll keep jacking up the prices and they won't even work for you. They won't even work for you. Oh my God. You please, please, PC gamers, I know. Let me check. Yeah, it's been a week. There's going to be a new RTX 3045 V80 coming out. And man, if you put if you put $850 of that into your fucking goddamn ice cabinet <laughs> with the coolants <laughs> and your mouse and your keybinds, then the, these are all going to work real good. So you should definitely pay for these new prices for your PlayStation games on your PC, for your old PlayStation games on your PC, so I can keep getting new PlayStation games on my PlayStation 5. That works so great. Works so great. Everything works so great, and the games are cheaper. <laughs> I can probably most of the games that they raise the prices on. I can probably get a PlayStation Plus right now. Probably, yeah. I can probably get them on PlayStation Plus right now. Yeah, you probably can. You probably can. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Everybody, can you believe it? Can you believe it? 16 years in the PlayStation minds and I've won. I've just won. PC gaming, everybody knows it sucks. Xbox gaming, holy shit, did you listen to the Xcast? Uh, I mean, All it is is him and Gary hugging and crying because everything sucks. Uh, yeah, They're this trying was... to tell themselves is Le- Minecraft Legends is at a 7 is a good game. Oh my god. I wasn't going to comment on the fact oh that the, the Xcast episode is called Fixing Halo and that's, that's oh it's not the first God. time they've had that conversation. I'll tell you what, 2023, man. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Story 1.5. <laughs> PlayStation acquires Firewalk Studio. How was he already disheveled? <laughs> <laughs> How he got disheveled so quickly. 10 a.m. <laughs> he got disheveled.
traveled so quickly. He walked into this building. He, he walked into this room so happy. We're like, hi, guys. We're like, oh, this is going to be a great Greg Miller day. Here we are. Uh, when did he get back there? <laughs> when, the, when the fuck did he get behind this wall? He's been back there for two hours. The person you saw earlier was a double we hired. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Uh, PlayStation acquires Firewalk Studios. Uh, in the dock, Tim linked over to Business Wire, and Business Wire looked like it was down for a second. Oh, looks like it's up now. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment to acquire Firewalk Studios from probably Monsters, Inc. Uh, again, this comes directly from Business Wire. This is a press release. Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment LLC announced today it has entered into an agreement with Probably Monsters, Inc. to acquire Firewalk Studios, a studio of industry-leading creatives developing an original AAA multiplayer game for PlayStation 5 and PC. Firewalk will collaborate alongside world-class development teams, including Bungie and Haven Interactive Studios, to define a new generation of live service experiences for PlayStation gamers. Based in Bellevue, Washington, Firewalk was formed in 2018 as part of Probably Monsters, an independent AAA game company founded by CEO Harold Ryan, former CEO, president, and chairman uh, at Bungie. That builds sustainable games. Uh, sorry, sustainable game teams focusing on original AAA games. Firewalk's team of best-in-class developers, led by industry veterans Tony Shu uh, and Ryan Ellis, have years of collective expertise on some of gaming's most successful and impactful multiplayer titles. Probably Monsters and Firewalk announced an exclusive publishing partnership with SIA uh, in April 2021, and now Firewalk will be the 20th studio to join PlayStation Studios. Uh, quote. Firewalk Studios is led by a world-class team that is highly experienced and deeply passionate about creating exceptional multiplayer games that foster memorable shared experiences, said Jim Ryan, president and CEO, Sony Interactive Entertainment. I'm confident the studio's upcoming project will be a robust addition to PlayStation Studios' portfolio and its live service and technology expertise will be instrumental in helping grow PlayStation's reach. A lot of stuff here, a lot more more quotes. I think uh, one real quick one I want to read here from Firewalk Studios themselves is saying, we've assembled an amazing team here and specifically to bring memorable multiplayer experiences to players around the world. SIE has supported our team's vision from the beginning and with the incredible power, uh, creative power of PlayStation Studio ecosystem. This exciting next step will help us transform that vision into a reality. This is a vision and a reality you've been talking about for years now, Bless. I like mm. to put it on your shoulders. You're the one mm. that saw it all happening and put together, what was it, the 14 games? Uh, so it's, it, the number's been increasing. I think it started at 10 and then raised up to around 13 games now. The live service ongoing games that PlayStation has greenlit to kind of build their live service future, right? Have the slate of games, talking about games from Firewalk, talking about games from Bungie and Deviation and um, Haven Studios, right? Working on multiplayer games that they can add to the PlayStation portfolio. What I like about this is the use of the word multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And I know that this is just like a dumb little thing, but... They're not saying live service here. They're not saying games as a service. Well, a lot of them probably be that. Yes. yes. But they are doubling down multiple times. They're saying multiplayer. Multiplayer experiences on PlayStation. I, I'm going to take that as a preference. I'd rather that over any of those other words. This, mm -hmm. at least to me, shows that PlayStation is trying to build out a vertical for themselves that traditionally they've never held down on the exclusive PlayStation Studio side of things. Yeah. The last couple of generations, uh, PlayStation's kind of become the dominant system for the third-party um, uh, multiplayer games. Yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. That. But this, and, and um, I'd say even on the Xbox side, it's like they have a lot, and they've just continued to get more and more uh, big first-person shooters, a lot of multiplayer games. We have Redfall coming, things like that. Um, so 
This is absolutely not a surprise. Do you think that this acquisition acquisition itself is that important? Uh, I mean, I think it's important in the sense of PlayStation is really trying to own these games, right? Like when you have somebody that is working for you as a third party that is developing a, a, a first party game, if the plan is for this game to live on for, for five years, 10 years, even three years, right? Not owning that studio kind of makes that that um, that relationship difficult in some in some senses, right? Being able to own them and go, hey, all right, you're just you're part of PlayStation Studios. That means you get to work alongside Bungie. That means you probably get to jump through less hoops in terms of what these back and forths uh, look like. That means you have the financial backing of PlayStation, and so you don't have to worry about your future as a studio, right? Especially when you're talking about an ongoing thing. Hey, we're gonna work on this game for five years that is published by PlayStation, but you know, like we're working with the money that PlayStation PlayStation gives us upfront to work on this thing, and however much money they gave us over the, over time to work on this thing. But you still have to fight for yourself as a studio, right? Like make deals as a studio, figure out what other projects you might want to work on as a studio, figure out what future project projects you want to work on. Having the comfortability of being owned by PlayStation Studios does a lot in terms of cool. Now we get to just focus on the game. And again, I, the, the quote here, I just it makes me really excited about them. Them saying that their team's vision's been supported from the beginning, but they're excited about the incredible creative power of the PlayStation Studio ecosystem. I, with all these acquisitions going on, like of course there's a lot of downsides to it, and there are some upsides, and we're starting to see some of them. We're starting to see a lot of mess and a lot of legal issues, and like it getting really bogged down and. Uh, furthering out when this is at the benefits are actually going to start to be seen mainly on the Xbox side where we, we see how many acquisitions they've had. Having said that, like we're already through Bethesda. We're already through a lot of their, um, I forget some of the, the other smaller teams that they've, they've gotten. Yeah, Xbox, the like the, uh, like yeah double fine. Um, exactly. Like we're starting to see that already. We see the benefits of what the Xbox ecosystem can offer some of these traditionally smaller teams, but then even for bigger teams, get rid of some redundancy in terms of um, workflows and just be able to create and just be able to work on the things that they actually want to work on. PlayStation, I think, has done a really good job so far of allowing their um, their engine, like whether it's the Decima engine of Horizon uh, being used in Death Stranding um, or all the things that we've seen from PlayStation's push into accessibility and the options in games translating between God of War and Naughty Dog games, you know, and things mm -hmm. like that, where they're kind of building a standard of expectation that a PlayStation Studios game, you should expect it to have this, 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 and this. That's the power of an ecosystem and being able to work together. So applying more of that with more expertise, having more teams like this come in to define what the standard for multiplayer stuff is, that's an exciting future where hopefully they can answer some of the questions of the things that we don't like of about current multiplayer games yeah right and i and i think they are building a foundation for so like this is the thing that i've i've liked about how playstation goes about acquiring studios is the fact that they acquired insomniac after they had already had this relationship with insomniac and insomniac can put out bangers for them right and it's like hey why don't we do this like this just makes sense they acquire the returnal studio housemark after years of working with them after years of having games like resogun and other games come to playstation and knowing that this is a studio that does good work, knowing that this is a studio that is in this place of wanting to make bigger projects, right, and wanting to transition, Returnal comes out as a PlayStation Studios game, and then that is successful, and then PlayStation goes, all right, let's scoop them up. Like, they've prov proven themselves. They have PlayStation Studios quality. I, it's an interesting thing seeing PlayStation acquire both Haven and now uh, this studio, right, Firewalk, and it being a thing of they've not put out a game uh, for us yet, but... We're trying to build those building blocks because I think when you're talking about a multiplayer live service, quote unquote game, you're talking about games that are going to take 
years to build, years to develop. And you're also talking about an initiative for PlayStation that right now I would say is probably being led by Bungie. Like Bungie was probably the first big one in terms of, all right, we are committing to this. Like this is a vertical for us. This is the thing that we're going hard with. If we're going to do that, we got to get the big guns. We got to get one of the best studios known for making multiplayer and live service games. We got to bring them into the fold. And we also got to use their expertise, right? They talk about in the press release, having them talk, talk to Bungie, having them partner with Bungie, having, um, you know, Haven Studios be, uh, being another studio to work with. They're building something here. Uh, and I think, yeah, looking toward Firewalk, which, again, when you look at the names, you're talking about uh, um, people that worked at Destiny in the case of Tony Shu. You're talking about somebody that works that um, that also worked at Bungie in the case of uh, uh, Ryan Ellis, right? You have um, a history of people there that know what they're doing, right? A history of people there that have put out bangers. And I, it's funny, we just talked about this on PS Love You and our episode where we pitched our own PlayStation showcases. One of the ideas that I pitched was um, the, the Firewalk Studio project, right? Like, what are they working on? When you go to their website, you see like a lot of spacey type shit, right? A lot of stuff that invokes Destiny. And I, I'd, be, I, I'd be surprised if they make something that's super close to Destiny, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make a space shooter that is something that's going to be updated over time. And I think that that, along with whatever Haven Studios is doing and maybe a new thing from Bungie, I think those are going to be part of the wave one of PlayStation Studios multiplayer games. And they I think that's very hit, exciting. Man. They need to hit. They yep. can't just be okay. They need to get it right. And that's hard. Yeah. But it looks like they're doing the homework. It looks like they're doing the homework. Story number two. There's a new trailer for a photorealistic indie body cam shooter uh, called Unrecord. Uh, it's become an overnight internet sensation. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. A photorealistic first-person shooter played from the viewpoint of a police body cam has become an overnight internet sensation. The two-minute trailer for Unrecord, which is being developed by French indie studio Drama, shows a police officer entering uh, an abandoned building and engaging in shootouts with numerous criminals. Co-director and programmer Alexander Spindler uh, posted the footage on Twitter on Wednesday. At the time of writing, the footage has been on Twitter for less than 20 hours and has already amassed uh, around 40 million views with 150,000 likes and 20,000 retweets. The YouTube version has a further uh, 210,000 views. However, the video has also led to a number of debates with some questioning whether the footage actually is in-game and others suggesting the hyper-realistic visuals combined with the subject matter may be a step too far. Tim, I assume you saw this doing the rounds yesterday. Yes. Yes, I did. And this, everything you just said is how this hits me. Like, looking at this, if it actually is real, because it's, you know, you could totally just make a, a video and, like, uh, sure. export CG renders of things. Uh, but if this is what gameplay can can be, that is incredibly impressive. And I would love to play a hide-and-seek parkour game or something like that. This level, the level of violence in this and the control, like, you being able to interact with it and control it, and the the cop angle and the body cam angle in this day and age, everything about it feels really icky, and it like yeah. it rubs me the wrong way to the point that I'm like, it makes me just uncomfortable. It's fucking gross. Yeah, that was my immediate reaction where I first saw this, and I was like, oh, is this an FMV game? And then you look into it, and they're like, no, this is real time first person shooter gameplay, which I still don't believe. Like maybe this is rendered in uh, engine, but whenever this game actually comes out, it's not going to run and play like this and look like this all at the same time. I think that might be impossible for where we're at right now in technology, but like it looked really impressive. So I was like, Oh yeah, what is this? And you read through the description and I'm like, Oh fuck no. Like this is disgusting, right? Like on the, you go to the steam page, the um, uh, description on the steam page reads unrecord is a single player FPS that tells a story of a tactical police officer from the perspective of his body 
body camera. As you work to solve a complex case, you'll need to use your tactical and detective skills to succeed. And I think there are ways to make a game like this that could be done. Like, if this was just an FMV game where we made choices, it'd be one thing, right? I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever. I, I, not my type of, not my cup of tea, but sure. This being a game that takes place from the perspective of a body camera that has such realistic looking imagery to it, and you are playing as a cop and you are like going against criminals. Criminal. Killing criminals. Killing criminals. Killing criminals. It's like, it's just, oh man, there's so much about it. I do not like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, it's a, it's a weird one. Where I wonder where this is going to go. Like, again, the question of is it real, I think, is an important one. Yeah. Like, where, what's this even going to do otherwise? But um, anyways, yeah. Such a technology, man. That With great power comes great responsibility. You exactly. Know? And I feel like there is a line. And I feel like that line doesn't necessarily need to be the same for everybody. In my opinion, this is crossing my line. Yeah. It reminds, it reminds me a little bit of Abandoned in terms of... What the fuck is this? Don't, don't bless. <laughs> Not to invoke don't abandon. Don't invoke abandon. But like abandon was a similar thing where it's like, oh yeah, graphically this looks cool. Oh, what the fuck? Is this a Kojima game? Is this not a Kojima game? Hey, developer, tell us more. And they're just not, they do not shoot straight with us. This is one where I want to know, like a lot of, I've seen some of the back and forth between the developer and other people on Twitter that are like, is this real? Like, is this going? And he's like, oh yeah, it's 100% real. Like it's an engine and all this stuff. Like, show me like i want to see more like show me your work is i i find it very hard to believe that this is how the game is gonna look and run when you actually put this thing out um but hey crazier things have happened maybe i don't know we'll see it's called unrecord there's a lot of it's gross story number three humanity gets a release date this is sal romano Kamatsu. Do you think when <laughs> never mind. I was gonna make a Bible, a biblical jo- joke. I was gonna be like, you think when God was creating the the world in, in the Bible in Genesis that he had he said the same thing? Humanity gets a release date. <laughs> it's on the seventh day. <laughs> I'm sorry. But then it got delayed. You know? And then it got delayed. Story, yeah, this is story number three. Uh humanity will launch uh for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC via Steam on May 16th. Publisher, enhanced, and developer THA Limited announced. On PS5 and PS4, it'll be re- available as part of PlayStation Plus, uh, the game catalog for PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium members. Hell yeah. PS Plus Extra gets another one. Yeah, another one. Do you see this trailer? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. It just looks fun. This, ga- this whole game just looks weird in a way that I, f- I fuck with. Like, yeah. I want to play this when it comes out. Greg always looks talks odd. about the PS3 era, uh, you know, when, when he kind of, like, really got into covering PlayStation over at IGN. And, like, this is the type of game that... This is a PS5 version of those games, right? Yeah. Like this really, they, it gives the, um, not the why the last man, the last guy, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the vibes of that and all that. So, I mean, this, cool. it looks like an enhanced games. Well, yep. it, like it is coming from enhanced games, which they typically make cool, artsy, like kind of like really cool looking games, right? Like they did Tetris Effect, they did Res um, Infinite. Uh, and like you play those games and it's like, wow. This is an experience. Like you play, you play those in VR, especially, and you're like, "Wow, I'm Whoa. going through something right now." Uh, humanity looks strikes me as one of the one of those, right? Like I didn't play get to play the demo, but I'm hoping to even like get the like the dopeness we got out of soundtrack and music in those other games. I'm hoping to get out of, out of humanity because that's what I look forward to uh, out of en- enhanced. But even regardless, like I know it's a puzzle game, and in the streets, Tim, they call me Puzzle Poppy, puzzle Poppy. and so I'm down to solve some who hate, who humanity hates, uh, actual puzzles. puzzles, like jigsaw puzzles, you know. Uh, jigsaw puzzles aren't my aren't, aren't my jam. That is correct. You don't want to play Frankfurter. The there, there's chat. way more puzzles than jigsaw puzzles. By the way. Asks, uh, is this not just Lemmings? It is, but you get to play as a dog. Woof woof. So there you go. 
There you go. There you go. Let me tell you where you can go. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. That was a 10. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket Money com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny and we're back with story number four cliffy b wants to resurrect lawbreakers this comes directly from cliffy b on twitter where he tweeted out well turns out nexon does own the rights to lawbreakers <laughs> at owen mahoney how about sliding into my dm so we can talk about a resurrection yeah, Cliff's going like doing it right now, man. He just announced his uh, his comic officially uh, coming out, and uh, we've been seeing this. We were talking about it. I think it was me and you on Games Daily yeah. a week or two ago, where he started bringing up Lawbreakers and like things are happening or whatever. So here it is. It's like there are attempts being made and uh, trying to bring back Lawbreakers. Could it work? I don't know. Probably not. But Fortnite did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, Fortnite did it. I'm totally down to see Lawbreakers come back because, as I said last time, Lawbreakers. I'd say it was fun, right? Like its biggest competition or its biggest hindrance, I think, is just is, is that it had too much competition. Like I think the people that would have played Lawbreakers were the people that at the time were super into Overwatch, um, and there were just other games coming out at the time. Like that was 2017, which was a stacked year in terms of shooters. 2016 so, was Lawbreakers was in 2016. I mean, Overwatch was 2016. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Overwatch was 2016. Lawbreakers was the year after, but people oh, were I still. They, I thought they launched near each other. No, yeah, but like. Lawbreakers came off of um, also like PUBG and other games as well too, where I think PUBG saw people trying to shift more uh, toward battle royale style games, and then the people that were playing these class based shooters were still super into Overwatch. Um, and so yeah, like I'd be down to see it come back. Would it be successful? Would it hit? I don't know. I think they would have to figure out a way to reconfigure. Maybe the maybe the way to shift it would be to make it free to play as opposed to a paid premium title. Um, but either way, I think the actual gameplay of Lawbreakers. It's a pretty decent time. I had a good time with it. Yeah. I know Alex Van Aken fucking loved Lawbreakers. And so, if anything, bring it back for him. Story number five. Nintendo is changing the Japanese name of the Mario movie's Spike to avoid uh, avoid offense. This is Chris Scullion at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo has announced that it will be changing the Japanese name of Spike, (laughs) the foreman who appears in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Spike first appeared as an enemy in Wrecking Crew, which was released in arcades in 1984, then came to the Famicom and NES in 1985. Tim, let me tell you, when I saw this news story this morning, I was like, well, look at the world nowadays. Like, we, we can't, Spike can't have his original name. Like, what, what, what was so bad about Spike's original name? After decades of inactivity, Spike returns in the Super Mario Brothers movie as the rival to Mario and Luigi when they're working in Brooklyn. Ever since the release of the game in the mid-80s, however, Spike's character was instead called Blackie in Japan. 
What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why'd they call him that? Why? Why would they call him that? <laughs> what the so fuck? <laughs> that was the last thing I was expecting to read, Out but I was reading through this article. Things. <laughs> I was like, Tim, we've gotten soft. What? What, what could they named him? They named him Blackie. That's Paper crazy, in the dude. Says that Umbreon's name is also that in Japan. That's. Oh, man, that's funny as hell. Nintendo's Japanese Twitter account uh, has now stated that the name has been changed. And while it hasn't specified a specific reason, it's likely to be, <laughs> it's, it's likely to be because the name could be used as a race, racist slur. Quote, the name of the character Blackie, who appears in the family computer software Wrecking Crew, will be changed to Spike, which is the same, which is the same as the name in Europe and the United States, Nintendo stated. Quote, in addition, the name in the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, in addition, the name in the Super Mario Brothers movie released on uh, April 28th is also Spike. So they're just saying they're going to change it in the movie as well. Good for them changing it. Good I, mean, on, like, good I, on I, them I do think it. that at the end of the day, the takeaway from this is, hey, the past had a lot of problematic issues. The present shouldn't keep them. You know what I yeah. mean? We can change things. We can be like, you know what? That's wrong. Cool. And move on. So good on you, Nintendo of Japan or Illumination or whoever had anything to do with I, this. I, I like to imagine that Illumination, as they were making the, the movie, they are like, oh, yeah, let's put Spike in it. Oh, yeah, that'd be a cool reference, right? And then, like, as they're working on localization for Japan and other countries, it gets back to Nintendo's president. And they're like, hey, they want to put Spike in it. And Nintendo's president is like, who? And they're like, Spike. And then, like, somebody walks over to him and whispers in his ear. And then he's like, we called him what? <laughs> like, no, no. We got to change the that. We got to change that. There's a reason why we've not used that character that often since then. Oh, man, that's so funny. And, yeah, like, good on them for changing it. Because, of course, like, things change over the years, too, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I that strikes me as a word that would that has been offensive for a while. I remember watching, like, Fresh Prince, and they make a joke about Blackie and how, like, that you can't call somebody that. And so, like, I know that's been a a thing for a, for a while, but yeah, like in Japan in like nineteen in the nineteen eighties, them calling a character that I'm sure they were like, oh yeah, let's call him whatever. And like over the years, it's like, no, that's be we know now that that's a thing you shouldn't call somebody. That's a thing that a character shouldn't be named because there's a lot of negative racist connotation to that. And so, good on you for changing that, Nintendo. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the that, yeah. Tim's Tim is showing me a, an image of Spike from back in the day, and like, it's just a dude. Yeah. Wild stuff. Ugh. Really funny Just story. Just a normal man. Just a normal man. <laughs> story number six. Ready at Dawn and Downpour Interactive had been impacted by meta layoffs. This is Justin Carter at Game Developer. Hours after Meta said thousands of layoffs were to come, it appears two of its game studios were affected. Now, former employees at developers Downport Interactive and Ready at Dawn have said that they, that, uh, they were among those cut by the tech giant. Quote, Ready at Dawn was a wonderful studio full of incredible people, wrote one ex-staffer. If you see anyone from Meta and Ready at Dawn in particular looking for positions, please signal, please signal boost them, end quote. Meta acquired the California-based Ready at Dawn in 2020. Before and after that acquisition, it made various VR games such as Lone Echo 2 and Echo VR, the latter of which will shut down in August. In 2021, Meta acquired Downpour, which created the 2017 VR shooter Onward. Staff were told by uh, Meta this morning that employees will be notified about who is being let go. At the time, a specific division believed to be impacted was Reality Labs, the makers of the Quest VR headsets and other mixed reality products such as Oculus. The new string of cuts are part of Meta's attempts to restructure its teams and management hierarchies. 
In addition to its game developers and Reality Labs, uh, cuts are expected at the company's Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram divisions. Uh, as an update to the story, right, we've gotten word of mouth uh, on Twitter, right, of people who formerly worked uh, at Meta coming on being like, hey, like this is what it is. Uh, Thomas Griebel on Twitter tweeted uh, this out earlier, and Thomas Griebel is a senior engine slash graphics programmer at Ready at Dawn. Uh, he tweeted out that one-third of the studio was laid off, including the studio head, which is fucking wild. Yeah, man. This, uh, again, the tech layoffs continue. It's a really sad state of things for sure. Uh, and you look at VR, it's in such an interesting place as we start to see next generation hardware start to come out and um, some of the, like Meta being now one of the most... Am I wrong in saying that Meta is the like biggest market share of VR. One one of for sure. Like I don't know what else would even like what would be against it. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably I think call. yeah, let, yeah, let me know if I'm wrong I know PlayStation P- VR was like very high selling, but I don't know if it how well how much it compares to Meta, but I'll say those are the two. But having these teams like we were just talking about the PlayStation stuff of them working on the multiplayer side of things like VR, they're figuring it out and they're trying, they're trying to push the tech forward, trying to find what are the use cases of experiences or games or platforms, whatever it is using VR. And like I want to see the success of it. It's just it's really sad to see the people that are doing it right. The one like the ones that are kind of like leading the conversation in a lot of ways they're getting hit and it's like just to not see the level of success necessary to really support it and push it to the next level but that maybe there's a sign there of just where vr is in the marketplace of like what is the cap for this like what the when it, is the experiment phase over and it's mm-hmm. like all right cool this is what vr can be yeah uh, to echo what you said, right? It's upsetting, right? Like the it's, the it's the current state of tech where we're seeing a lot of tech layoffs, and like both of us probably know people that have been laid off in the tech space. Um, Ready at dawn to bring people up to speed, right? If you don't recognize them from the VR projects, they were the ones that did the Order eighteen eighty six back in the day, right? And then shifted to VR stuff, got uh, acquired by Meta slash Facebook, and then yeah, like you see where the, where they've ended up now. And like for me, you know, on the flip side of we talked about PlayStation acquiring Firewalk and like what that means and like the good aspects of that. But for me, this is one of the scary parts of what acquisition can look like where it is, Hey, we're an independent studio. We get acquired by a, um, a big company to do bigger and exciting stuff. And when that big company has layoffs that then trickles down to you as a studio that's under that company. And again, that's the, that's the scary part about it. That's the risk when it comes to, to, to acquisition. I hope to see that the people, I hope to see the people that got laid off land on their feet, right? Like I hope they're um, reached out to you by other people in their space, right? I hope they're able to, to also get severance and all, uh, and all that, but yeah, like you, you hate to see it. And to your point too, like, I'm curious on what this does for meta in terms of what their um, exclusive uh, content looks like, what their in, in-house content looks like, right? Like, do we continue to see meta double down and put out um, uh, unique stuff in the space and support VR in the way that they want to see it thrive, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, they are, I would say, like, to your point of, you know, v- Meta being the biggest in the VR space, I think at the very at the very least, they're the ones that, like, go hardest in terms of trying to make it a thing. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, like, with if Meta isn't, like, if Meta ends up not doing VR, right, not that that's what this means, but if we end up getting there, then I think the VR space lo- starts to look fairly bleak right you then look to apple and go what do you have and if michael june maybe this june point into june and if they don't have some something that stacks up then it's like oh man all right like i guess vr is starting to sunset a little bit but yeah again hope to see the, the people that got laid off here uh land on their feet 
Final news story for the day, story number seven. THQ Nordic have announced another showcase. This comes directly from THQ Nordic on Twitter. Another year, another lineup. Be sure to ha- be sure to save the date for our hashtag THQ Nordic Digital Showcase live on August 11th, 2023. This year's showcase will not only include world premiere announcements, but also updates and reveals for previously announced games. Tim, if THQ Nordic is doing a showcase in August... What game is going to close out the Gamescom opening night live? Ooh, wait. I was so what's it, the... I, I'm making a joke on opening night live, but yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> God, God. oh that's hilarious. Yeah. THQ Nordic is a bit interesting, right? They've done this a, a bit now, and they kind of have some fun announcements sometimes. Like, it's like things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Like, it wasn't during one of these, but infamously Barrett predicting battle for Bikini Bottom. And then they did it. And then we yeah. got the Cosmic Shake. Like they, I think Cosmic Shake was at the last one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like just THQ Nordic, they own so much. There's so much access to stuff that destroy all humans and that. Like we're gonna get probably more of those things. Like I don't know which ones are even left, but like PS2, Xbox original era games hey we're gonna give them a nice little uprez. Um see if they are successful. And if they are, maybe it gets a new sequel. That's kind of cool. On the other side, I know that there's like a million THQ Nordic things that like aren't necessarily my cup of tea. I know Time Splitters is the one I'm waiting for. I think we're very far away from that. That's one of those games of, is it real? I don't know. I Mm. hope it is. Yeah, when I look back at um, the THQ Nordic Showcase for 2022, uh, to go through it real quick, right? You got Alone in the Dark Remake, Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobed, uh, Space for Sale, Gothic 1 Remake, Jagged Alliance 3, The Valiant, uh, Tempest Rising, Knights of Honor 2, Sovereign, Outcast 2, Recreation, Way of the Hunter, AEW Wrestling, Fight Forever, Stunt Fest, World Tour, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, and then um, a South Park game. I forgot that they announced yeah, that was an like upcoming the South Park game. Yeah, and I think that's like that would be probably the one thing I'd be looking forward to. I don't know if it's too early to get something um, from that, but I I hope it's not because I think that what we've seen from THQ Nordic, if they're gonna do this digital showcase. I feel like they need to build that identity and build on that identity. So I feel like they've done a, a good job so far of earning their keep of like, you know what? This doesn't need to be an email. We have a showcase. We have enough to talk about. Mm-hmm. We could build something to get our audience excited for a showcase every year to get updates, maybe some fun announcements and see where things are at. I would hope that South Park's at a place that they could show something because we didn't get gameplay last time, I don't no. think. So and even if it's just like an idea more of like what this South Park game is. Yeah. I'm I'd love to see more AEW Fight Forever. Um that's one that's been in a weird place where we've gotten trailers for it and like they've I feel like it's going to be out before this. Will it Will it? Like that's know. my thing is yeah. I I would love to get a solid release date and it's out yeah. next month. I think that would be the strong way to do it. Um if you want if you want to build this I guess this lore to the THQ Nordic showcase cuz I I think that's what any yearly showcase needs if you're going to do a showcase that is consistent and you're doing it from the place of being a publisher then i think you need to build like this hey this is why you should be excited this is what you should look forward to and so i think having things like spongebob square pants the cosmic shake and especially the south park thing be purely just teased there right i think that's a good way a good way to start mm-hmm. you need more of those i don't expect those out of thq nordic like they don't strike me as in this like no offense to thq nordic even though this might be offensive but like they don't strike me as a publisher that can give me the stuff year over year and have a catalog of games that I'm excited for, at least right now for what they have shown me. You know, like I want THQ Nordic to build towards that. South Park is a really good step towards that. Cosmic Shake for Barrett is a pretty good step towards that, right? Like I'm, I'm even looking at games like uh, Stunt, like AW Wrestling is good for Greg Miller, right? But then like things like, you know, 
recreation looks neat, but like as I read through all that list of games, I don't remember any of that. Like I don't. I, these aren't games that I don't think people are uh, that I think that I don't think people are getting ex excited for in that way. And I think you need a little bit more of those. Yeah. I, again, though, I think that we're getting to a point where there are an, enough IP and like genres of games that like they could. Any single person here at Kind of Funny, pretty much, could watch this showcase, and there might be an announcement that makes us pop. I think that's kind of cool. It's not yeah. the biggest pop in the world. It's not Final Fantasy VII. It's not, like, whatever. But it's like, it goes, oh, shit. Like, I'm excited for that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And that's a unique quality that I think THQ Nordic has because of what they have access to. Sure. And, like, and they've proven they'll do anything. Like, there's no <laughs> real rules of it where it's like, oh, yeah, we might get Cosmic Shake. Like, that's... I don't think any of what any of us would have predicted that we get a new, a new SpongeBob. SpongeBob platformer in the style. It of was my Crash Four, you know, like that, that was exactly. insane. And th that's the thing I was thinking about. It's like THQ Nordic is from a different time in the best way possible. Is it in the best way possible though? A hundred percent. Because like, dude. did you did you love Cosmic Shake? Yeah, I really liked it. I gave right, it a, never mind. I take it back. It, it was the. I think I did the blessing at Eddie Junior. I think I fairly gave it a three out of five. That, but I love it like a five out of five. Mm, okay, you know? oh, that's fair. That's fair. Excuse me. I got the hiccups, Tim. Uh oh, it's four twenty starting early. Oh, you know? four twenty starting early. Starting He's early. got hiccups, everybody. Got the weed hiccups. <laughs> the that's, weed hiccups. That's what happens when you smoke a lot of weed, everybody. Right? You oh, learn to hear man. first, Tim. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what goes down at the upcoming THQ Nordic showcase. But that showcase is just so far away. If I wanted those coming out to my McGrap shops today, where would I look? I just want to say sixty nine hiccups. Why? The official list of upcoming software crossing every like platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. You would not want the hiccups if you're doing 69, Tim. Hey, right? Don't, don't, you don't know me. Hey, you don't know. Use it to your advantage, bless. Use it to your to advantage. Not today. We got coffee you play talk. fast and loose. <laughs> coffee talk episode two. Hibiscus and butterfly for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Lost Epic for Switch. Outer Terror for PC. Super Meat Boy Forever for iOS and Android. All right. Haven Dock Early Access for PC. Stray Blade for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Ocho for PC. Ocho is really cool. If you like Hotline Miami, highly recommend checking that out. It's basically Hotline Miami, but a roguelite. Uh, Erisus for PC. Arcana of Paradise, The Tower for PC and Switch, Greed Inventory for PC, A Medieval VR for MetaQuest, Labyrinth of Zangetsu for PS4, PC, and Switch, Molly Medusa, Queen of Spit for Switch. <laughs> Is this a banana situation? Did you put that uh, in there? No, after man, you, After you not... said the 69 hiccup thing, did you put the Queen of Spit no, in there? Can you look up Molly? I, yeah, Med I need to know more about Molly I'm Medusa, scared. Queen of Spit. Yeah. This is going to be like a fucking gal gun situation. Because let me tell you. Just that, don't. Oh just Google Queen of Spit. See what happens. This, yeah, no. just Google Queen of Spit. Tim, I know no. the Queen of Spit. It's not Molly Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> not her. I'm telling you, it's not her. <laughs> Oh man! What a day it's been. Remember when Greg showed up? <laughs> <laughs> that was the same episode. Remember when Nintendo had a character named Blackie? <laughs> like, what the fuck oh, is going on goodness. there? You're putting out a Zelda. Fix that shit. Uh, Mr. Sun's Hatbox is out today for Switch and PC, and then Ten Hearts is out today for everything. Right now, Barrett has up footage of um, Molly Medusa, Queen of Spit. Um, 
Tim, how would you describe this? <laughs> we have Wind Waker at home is what I would describe. This yeah. As. Don, I, I was looking down and you said, Tim, how would you describe it? I look up and I just see that face looking at me. But yeah, this is, there is a lot of Wind Wait, Waker. Wait, that dude had a cloud sword. You had a fucking buster sword. All right, she's walking around. She has a statue of a hand um, walking around. It kind of looks like a lot of dialogue in this thing. If Wind Waker was on an N64, but the N64 was being played. Oh, it's literally just, it's Wind Waker, man. On a 4K. Well, where does the spit come instead, in? Instead of the, wa instead of gliding Instead of water, water they have a desert. It's literally a desert. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> the chat's popping off. Where's the spit? <laughs> I want to find the spit for y'all. Yeah, swear. there's like a huge lack of This is a three-minute trailer. What the hell? Wow, yeah, this is straight up Wind Waker. Oh, what I mean, in the world? Is this is this allowed? Is this good allowed? On, good on them. Wind uh -oh. They refuse to... <laughs> <laughs> Out today, y'all. 420, baby. 420. They refuse to bring Wind Waker to the Switch, so you know what? Good on Queen of Spit, you know? Good on them. <sighs> Uh, new date for you, Gemma Tomb releases April 28th on Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Uh, deal of the day, the next free Epic Game Store titles have been revealed. You're getting Breath Edge and Poker Club. Uh, those will be free to download from the Epic Game Store from April 27th until May 4th. Tim, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. And Tim, My stomach hurts from laughing this episode. It's been a wild episode. That's what happens when you get me and you together on 420. The, the two biggest potheads are kind of funny. <laughs> you know? I love it. You know? Um, we got nothing wrong, Tim. All the... Of course we didn't, All dude. the pot facts I threw at you, all true. Yeah, all, all real. True. And I like, listen, I listened to the episode yesterday and they got nothing wrong. And that was suspicious. Cupboard. Yeah. And so, cupboard. That and, was a great episode. I also ended up watching it last night. After I, Barrett's video finished and I, it auto-played Games Daily. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this. And I went, I, went, I went to KindFunny.com and said, you're wrong. I put in a test thing and it worked. And so, yeah, nobody's nobody writing in. I also fixed the thing where it says Barrett's username in like thank you in the thing i don't know why nobody ever fixed that <laughs> so yeah when you go to counterfunny.com says you're wrong it doesn't have barrett in there anymore thank you stop pretending to be me you fucking weirdos <laughs> instead i put joey's name in there uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't do that i didn't do that but now i will uh tim mm -hmm. that's been it for kind of funny games <laughs> daily that's what you got that's a fun thursday episode for you tomorrow's hosts are going to be tim and steve spawn hell yeah so tim are we hanging out we got time we do let's hang out there's uh, there's a couple things happening today yes one right after this i believe is the division showcase <laughs> where did you catch this i did they're talking about the division 2 the division heartland and the division mobile game mm -hmm. does that do anything for you no no no, no. Okay. i'm very happy for greg all right fair enough very, are you I, i'm kind, i'm curious about i mean i'm i'm i like division 2 mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna check that out also today is uh, Lil Wayne is hosting the Street Fighter That's showcase. Right. I wonder. I I'm hoping we get the song. Oh, like the Lil Wayne song is yeah. gonna be in the game. I hope so too. But just do it. God, is there? I want to hear that Lil Wayne giggle. It's been too long. I, I want to hear. Been listening to Wayne for a while. It's it's 4:20, which actually really great timing for the from them. But I want. I just want to hear the, the like the like him using him putting on the lighter. Oh. here but like yeah. yeah when he's about to rap a dope verse yeah <laughs> yeah that's what we need yeah the, I, wanna, the I want the Street Fighter. Right, is that something you're gonna tune into? I'll probably check in. I'm not going to watch it live, but like, I'll okay. see what's up. I want to know what's going on. Okay. I'm very excited for Street Fighter 6, man. I was talking to my brother about it yesterday. I was like, there's so many games coming out. And I was like telling him, like, so we, we got 
the bangers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like the, the big, of course, I'm playing Jedi, and of course, I'm playing Zelda for Tim Gettys. Yeah. But like, I want to dabble with Diablo. I'm really excited about Street Fighter Six. And, and Final like, Fantasy Sixteen. No, and then right there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, Street Fighter though, like, I'm very excited for it because I know that no matter what, it's going to be a great time for me. Even if I play it for just if I get one weekend of being able to play it, I'm have a great time. But if I get more time, I'm going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six, like, I don't need to 100% do everything to get what I need mm. or want out of it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Whereas like with Zelda or with Jedi, it's like, I want to beat the game. Like there's a goal there. Yeah. You know? Whereas with Street Fighter, it's like, just have fun playing the game. Yeah. Just turn it on. Like, yeah, if you get a week out of it, if you get six months out of it, right? Like it's fun either way. Is there anything that you're let is left for them to talk about that no, not would at all. sell you even more on the game? I, honestly, I, at this point, I'm just fingers crossed, hoping that the single player isn't an, a like total bore fest. Like, I mm-hmm. hope that it's good. Like, because I, I know that at the end of the day, Street Fighter's gameplay is, it's 10 out of 10. It's Street Fighter. And, like, they're, they care. They're trying to get this one right. We've played it. It's fun as hell. Um, but I just feel like we, I, I like single player in fighting games. And broken record here. But Netherrealm, I love what they do. Yeah. I don't think that Street Fighter Six is going to be anywhere close to that. It doesn't seem like they're trying for that. They're trying something different. I hope what they're doing works. I'm hesitant about it. I don't think it's going to. Mm. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong, too. Because I, I, everything they've shown out of that, like, I get exactly where you're coming from because it reminds me so much of Mortal Kombat Deception had a single-player mode where you play as Chujinko and you're like, you know, just this Avatar character who is learning from all the other Mortal Kombat characters in the world. And it looks very similar to what they're going for with Street Fighter Six in the single-player mode. I enjoyed that, but also, <clears throat> like, I get so much more out of Mortal Kombat the modern Mortal Kombat's and what they bring to story and stuff. Uh, I don't think Street Fighter 6 is going to give us that, but I am hoping that this single-player mode is fun. Like, I'm hoping that it's a good time. I'm hoping that they even, like, <clears throat> go way beyond what uh, Mortal Kombat Deception did with its single-player stuff. This is a very weird getting into Tim Getty's <laughs> mind moment, bless. Mm-hmm. But there's something to me that I just... It's a binary. I either like it or don't like it. I get my hands on a controller and just moving a character around a space in 3D. Mm. I want it to feel like Mario 64. It's not. <laughs> and if it doesn't, and I'm talking about in the sense of like, you have full control over this little guy. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. You feel good about it. And I feel like so often, it just doesn't feel right in these type of things where the game is a 2D fighting game. There's also this mode that you get to like kind of walk around. The last time I had an issue with this, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Love Fire Emblem. I hate the way it controls. You don't want to feel like an avatar. Like, you want to feel like a character. Ex- that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm just kind of like moving a thing around. I want to feel like there's a person moving that I am in control of. I feel that. You know? I, and I, looking at Street Fighter, I'm like, this. I, I can guarantee I'm not going to like how this feels. And I, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I So if you played the beta, they have the lobbies that you run around in. And I have to imagine that the single player is going to feel exactly like that. And the one thing I will say, <clears throat> say to it is that... Uh, they have a button that you can press that'll then bring up different moves that you can do in the 3D space. And so you can do the sure you can or like um, if you're the Chun-Li upside down spinning kick, you can do that stuff in real time in the 3D world. And just in the lobby, I'm using that to like platform over things, right? Okay. Like I'm using the sure you can to like okay. get above the like railing area so I can get to this other area in the thing. Like already I'm like I'm having I'm having fun playing around in the 3D space. Now does it feel like Mario 64? Does it feel super smooth? No. And again, I feel weird saying Mario 64 cuz like people are going to be like, "Oh, like 
that's insane to say, but I'm like, I'm just saying like how bad on the other end. Yeah. Some of these. And I don't think it's that bad. Like I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of, oh yeah, this is very much, I'm just an avatar running through the world and it doesn't feel like I'm playing a game. It feels like I'm ushering myself to the next menu item or whatever. In in a weird way, like uh, I, I was really first thinking about this and like the differences with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, especially once you get your mounts like fully uh, abilityed up so it can just move around it feels like mario 64 moving around if mm-hmm. you want to just get from one place to another in scarlet and violet it, you're controlling that character especially on the mariden or Coridan, and it's like oh this feels exactly how i want it to when i jump and i glide mm-hmm. and all that stuff i'm like this just feels good and i just want these things to feel good i feel that tim. To ask tim for you make me feel good to make make tim feel good all right We've said a lot of things this episode. We have. I was going to make a reference to the Queen of Spit. I was possibly going to make a reference to having hiccups during 69. Yeah. Utilize it. Utilize it, everybody. Yeah, you utilize it. You have it at your disposal, all right? Just use it. Just use it. Uh, Tim, that's enough Mm -hmm. of that. All right. Remember... Of course, right here on Kind of Funny Games Daily, we're doing something new with YouTube Super Chats uh, on Kind of Funny Games Daily, only on YouTube in the live stream. There's going to be a 30-minute post show where Snowmike Mike comes in to talk to us, KHD hosts, about your Super Chat questions. You can stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next Kind of Funny stream starts. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.